My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. You are listening to Age of Jeremy. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm the co-founder of Age of Radio and 3T Fitness and well, other businesses that I am working on. This podcast is about everything that I learn and the trials and tribulations it took to learn them. I hope you enjoy. Thank you so much for joining the Age of Jeremy podcast today. I am so happy you are back joining us. We have a fantastic show for you because we are going to talk about your future and things that you can be doing different in your future. And if this is the first time for you on the Age of Jeremy podcast, we appreciate you joining us today. And we would ask that you do us a huge favor and follow us on all of our amazing social media. That is Age of Jeremy Q on TikTok, Age of Jeremy Q. We got Twitter. I'm so sorry. That is Twitter at Age of Jeremy Q. TikTok is just straight up Age of Jeremy. You can follow us on Instagram at Age of Jeremy. And then also, if you don't know, I'm the co-founder of 3T Fitness. So please, 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 please follow my best friend, and partner in crime with business coach JV on TikTok at coach JV underscore. You can also follow him on Instagram, coach JV 3T Fitness Academy on Instagram. And if you would like, you can check out my ageofjeremy.com website. More than likely, when you go to it, you're going to get an error because we need to update the PHP code on it. And I also want to do a bunch of other changes to it before we start putting some content out there. One of the things that we need to be doing is staying consistent. And if you are a small business owner or you're trying to do a side hustle or becoming an influence or whatever it is, you have to remain consistent. And one of the things that I'm just focusing on right now is making this the best podcast for you, making sure that it comes to you every single week. And right now it's coming to you every single week, every Wednesday. All right. Today today. Did I forget anything? Don't think I forgot anything. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm also (laughs) CEO and founder of Age of Radio, one of the fastest growing podcast networks, because we are the podcast network for everybody. And we are going to take over the podcast world. And actually, we're a media company, so we're going to take over some media company. That is my dog, Kylo, in the background. If you heard that, he is probably going outside and barking because if you listened to the dog bark, it just kind of faded into the distance. And this year we will, mark my word, we will have a better studio this year. Either some padding in this room or we'll have physical space because we have so much going on, so much amazingness. But back to Age of Radio, we did over a million downloads last year. If you want to join Age of Radio, reach out to me at jeremy.quintanilla at ageofradio.org. That's Jeremy, J-E-R-E-M-Y dot Quintanilla, Q-U-I-N-T-A-N-I-L-L-A at ageofradio.org. And now you can hear, I think that that was, I don't know who was that was. That was either Ariana or Danielle that was yelling for Kylo. But he has been, he's a multi-poo. And he is probably my best friend. So my wife just is like embarking, obviously, because I'm recording this at 851 on January 19th. If you want to follow us on Age of Radio, go to Instagram at Age of Radio Verse. It's curated content to see all the amazingness from the Age of Radio shows. But if you sign up for Age of Radio, you get free hosting. 
you get a cut of any revenue that we make from you. You get 60% of the revenue that we make. We keep 40% to help cover costs and to grow the business and to pay for Priscilla and Joey and Ruthie and Diane and everybody else that works here and our amazing voice actress, Jessica Malik. If you have any voice work that you would like to get done, reach out to Jessica. It's j.malik, M-A-L-I-C, at gmail.com. You can reach out to her. She does amazing. She's also going to be one of the first shows on our Age of Radio YouTube channel that we're getting ready to kick off and figure out. And so I want to say that I'm extremely, extremely happy that Joe Biden is going to be president tomorrow. Some of you may not be happy with that. This is what I ask. I don't expect people to give him a chance because the left did not give Trump a chance hardly at all. Some maybe did. I tried to give Trump a chance, but not everybody did. So I understand that. But I want to I want to say let's just all work on being successful. And I know we have a lot of differences. I have a lot of differences on how the government can help us be more successful, but I'm talking about us just helping each other out and being successful. Let's just come into 2021 and be successful. Did I say earlier 2020? I might have said earlier that we're going to talk about your future in 2020. It's 2021. That is crazy. But something that is interesting, go over to Market Watch. This show is not sponsored by Market Watch. If you know anybody at Market Watch, let them know because this show could be sponsored by Market Watch. But Market Watch has an amazing article. Came out today. Biden aims for best stock market rally in 92 years ahead of inauguration. So, former Vice President Joe Biden is going to be sworn in tomorrow as the 46th United States President. Maybe you had a chance to listen to Trump's outgoing speech today. I'm not going to play a clip. Maybe you heard Melania Trump's outgoing speech today. I'll be honest. It was the first time that he sounded like a president. Is the first time that he sounded like a president. I didn't listen to the whole thing. I listened to the first five minutes. So, maybe he trailed off and got all crazy at the end. Who knows? But former Vice President Joe Biden is going to be sworn in as the 46th U.S. president on Wednesday. And his to-do list will run extraordinarily long as he attempts to drag the country out of the worst pandemic in the century and mend fractures in American politics. But by this one measure, Biden supporters might point to the incoming president's bullish impact on the stock market since the November 3rd election as one early accomplishment, even if it's hard to pin all of the recent gigs on the change in regime, regimen, regime, regime, regime. I can't talk. I need to go and take a grammar class or a spelling class, I guess, because anyway, from Donald Trump to Biden. So what this is saying is the stock market... As of November 3rd, when Biden supposedly or officially or however you want to look at it when he was called as the president of the United States, the stock market has been booming. And this has been one of the largest stock market rallies in 92 years since November 3rd. In the 11 weeks between November 3rd election and November 3rd election and Tuesday, the S&P 500 was up a dazzling 12.76% according to fact set data. That return places Biden in the number two slot in performance after Republican Hoover with an outside shot of eclipsing the one-term um, one-term commander-in-chief who served from 1929 to 1933 and found his legacy tied to soup lines and econ- 
economic crises. Herbert Hoover took over, and his doesn't show what his percentage was, but it um, but it looks like Biden is the second. Hoover's pres- presidency was marred by the 1929 stock market crash that occurred roughly eight months into his tenure, and would eventually be viewed by many as the starting point of the Great Depression. Biden, however, hopes for a more auspicious presidency, even though in turn his term begins during a dire stretch of the COVID-19 pandemic. Do I think that? We are going to continue this bull run. I do. And this is why. Because if there's one thing that Americans are overly good at, it's being optimistic even though things do not seem that they should be optimistic. And I'm not saying that things should be bad. I'm just saying that in general, we're very optimistic. I think that we're going to get back to a, reg- a normalcy here without all kinds of crazy volatility. As far as the stock market goes, you know, because we're going to go back to a president that uh, is seemingly normal. Hopefully, we keep some of the amazing Twitter talk alive from this president and uh, vice president. But I think that we're going to have a really good run. And I think a lot of that's going to have to do with commodities. And I'm so sorry that I dropped my Dexcom. Um, That's a device that helps measure my blood glucose on a regular basis because I have type 1 diabetes. But I think that he is going to do a fantastic um, job because he's going to do a mediocre job. (laughs) And because of that, I think that we will have that. We do have some things to look for. Um, Corporate taxes are probably going to go up to 24%. It was we mentioned in one of our previous podcasts. You should go back and listen to that one. And then also, um, I think the, the, so here's the thing, the minimum wage, I'm not going to go into the economics of why a minimum wage can go up and it won't cause people to raise prices like most people try to use as a scare tactic. If minimum wage goes to $15 price goods, prices of goods are not going to go up to the extent that people think that they are. If they do, it's going to be in such a long horizon that no one will give a shit by the time we get there. Excuse my language. But the point is, is that if Biden pushes this $15 minimum wage, we're going to have more people getting money, that more money is going to go into the economy, and there's a possibility that inflation is going to up, so it's going to go up because there's more money coming to the economy, on top of the fact that we're going to have more money coming into the economy based off of the COVID relief plan that he has, that he did. His $1.9 trillion relief plan um, that is going to focus on getting 12 hundred, fourteen hundred more dollars into the hands of people that make under seventy-five thousand individually or hundred and fifty thousand dollars together. Um, it's going to get more PP. There's going to be the additional PPP loans from by uh, from Trump's um Trump's relief plan that was signed, right? That that had the six hundred dollars into it. All that money's coming into the economy. We have a minimum wage going up that's going to be going to the economy. We have any new type of PPP fund or anything new that Biden's going to have that's going to be going into the economy. So we are going to have a market that's loaded with the economy. So things that are going to be going good is probably gold, silver, platinum, copper, and of course, everybody's craze right now is Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies. So I feel that this is going to be another amazing year for cryptocurrencies. Again, I am not a licensed financial advisor. I do have a degree in finance and a degree in a uh, master's degree and a degree in accounting. Um, and uh, I don't know, I'm just 
makes sense that that's what's going to happen based off of what's taking place. So I would imagine if you're going to, and, but also with all of that, with people spending more money, more millennials getting into the market, buying more stocks, buying companies that they enjoy, finding companies that are more sustainable that they enjoy. If they have this increase in money, you're going to see an increase in the stock market. So as a whole, I think that we're going to have a really good next couple of years. Then I think that probably closer to 2023, ish 24 ish we're going to have a rough couple of years because of debt that's coming due on a lot of big institutions but i'm not going to go into that here but in regards to what's going to happen right now i don't think anybody has anything to worry about um because of how the biden administration is still kind of more of a centrist administration with a look that it's left-leaning, in my opinion. I know Kamala probably is more progressive than, say, Joe Biden, in my opinion, but I still think that Joe Biden is a good person to have. It's like we went left, real, uh, further left with Obama, right? We went further, further, further right with Trump, and now we're coming back to the center, and eventually we'll just kind of, we'll probably teeter on the center for a little bit, unless it gets crazy in 2024, and Trump's able to run again, and he does run again, and he wins, and it gets crazy. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But as far as that goes, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. So Biden aims for best stock market rally in 92 years. Check that out at Market Watch. It's IRS season. If you know anything about the IRS season, it is one of my favorite times of year because I personally enjoy taxes. There was a time that all I wanted to do was be, get a master's in taxation and focus my career in taxes. And once we get the Age of Radio app going, once we do some more of the cool stuff that John wants to do with 3T and some of the cool ideas that I have for 3T Fitness um, and Kevin has for 3T Fitness because they're the guys that run it and do it and I'm the finance guy. I probably will probably go to law school because I would love to love to study um, and do taxes and write a state, do state planning at a legal level for clients and start a firm. Um, but again, marketing and media is one of my favorite things right now. That's why we're focusing on Age of Radio, because when you start a business, you need to start your business and you need to do that business on the things that you enjoy. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing things that I enjoy. Now, IRS says this tax season will be one of the nation's most important. Now, I'm going to let you know about some key dates. I think these key dates are important. At a time when millions of people are strapped for money and counting on their income tax refund or a stimulus check, they'll have to wait a little longer before they can file their taxes. So what does that mean? So traditionally, tax season starts on January 27th. That's when it started last year. This year doesn't start till February 12th, and these are for consumers. February 12th marks the first date that the Internal Revenue Service will start accepting and processing returns. A Though the April 15th is still the deadline to file taxes. Do I think this will be pushed out? It depends on how these vaccines roll out and how well we're doing with the economy. Um, that being said, also, too, to the last article, that might be something that kind of affects Biden's, um, uh, I guess, this these first couple of months is whether or not see there's a shutdown and how that affects the economy. But point is, April 15th is still the deadline to file taxes. You can do an extension to October 15th. That's the life that I lived. But you'll still need to pay any sum owed by April 15th. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I'm just being honest. The tax guy's going to come and get me. Last year, the Treasury Department pushed the filing deadline to July 15th to avoid subjecting taxpayers to an even tighter early spring cash crunch if they owed. That may or may not happen. I don't think it's going to happen because I think that the vaccine is going to get rolled out. I was on a, a conference today with an investment manager of some type. I 
was late to the, the conference. I'm just going to be real with you because it really wasn't super important to me to be on it. And when I got on it, they were finishing up and he said, Q3 is probably when it's going to get back to normal. I say into Q3, beginning of Q4. The IRS said Friday that the latter start to this tax season will give it some breathing room to test symptoms and avoid delays when issuing refunds. The tax collection agency is coming off a year when it had to temporarily close down offices because of the pandemic, distribute one round of stimulus checks and start cutting another round. Back in early December, the IRS still had to process one million tax returns that have been mailed in during the last tax season. I think I got my taxes in like October 10th or something ridiculous. In 2020 filings, people can get their refund for overpayment of income taxes as always. The average refund last season was $2,535. That's actually what I owed. It was $2,535. Still owed that. But taxpayers will also have an opportunity to claim stimulus check money that they may have missed in 2020. By February 14th last year, the IRS has already processed 38.3 million returns and issued 18.1 million refunds filing statistics have shown us. I read that terribly. But anyways, this is a great article on Market Watch as well. Uh, Tax Watch, if you go, they have this amazing article too from H&R Block. It's, it's paid advertising for H&R Block in association with the Wall Street Journal and Market Watch. It is avoid these common tax mistakes. I'm going to go over the top three. One, failing to pay taxes on unemployment benefits. Unemployment benefits are taxable income in most states that at a federal level, be sure to include unemployment benefits as part of your taxable income to avoid an IRS notice or potential penalties. If you haven't already, consider asking to have state and federal taxes withheld from future benefits. So make sure you pay taxes on any unemployment benefits that you have this year if you were unemployed. Two, missing tax credits. Several important credits help taxpayers, especially those in low and middle-income households reduce the amount they owe or even generate a tax refund, missing out on opportunities like the earned income tax credit and the lifetime learning credit could mean leaving thousands of dollars on the table each year. In 2020, for example, you could be eligible for up to $2,000 per qualifying child with the child tax credit H&R Block. I'm going to give this to H&R Block because they gave me the content that I stole from Mario Watch. H&R Block guarantees you get your maximum refund or your money back. So there's a free one H&R Block. If you do taxes on your own, don't use H&R Block software. Use TurboTax. And as soon as I get to my website back up and running for ajojeremy.com, we will have TurboTax links for you to get some amazing, hopefully amazing deals. I don't know what kind of affiliate links I have yet because again, the website's down because the server that I have is needs to be fixed. Okay. Three, choosing the wrong filing status. Unmarried people may assume they should pay taxes as single filers. However, if there are children or other dependents in your home, you may qualify to file as head of household, which offers the ability to use a more advantageous, it's a fun word, and advantageous tax bracket, which could result in a lower tax rate and compared to single filers on the same income and a higher standard deduction. So this comes to you from H&R Block. Um, H&R Block is not a sponsor of Age of Jeremy, but H&R Block is a sponsor for this contact called Avoid These Common Tax Mistakes. It's sponsored content on Market Watch. All right, so have a good inauguration day. Today, I will be right back after these breaks. I don't know why I said have a good inauguration day. It is inauguration day when you're hearing this. So I hope that you have a good inauguration day. I'll be right back after this break. Welcome back. 
It has been crazy in the Quintanilla household. Ariana, my niece, turned 16 years old last week. Took her out to Cheesecake Factory. It was fun. Got her a checking account last week. Wow, we did a lot of stuff last week. We got her a checking account. We had a birthday party for her. We got a friend over, friends over. We had, we had pizza. That was good. I'm on this cake cooking thing, this cooking cooking thing. I did did listen to some podcasts that I'm not going to play the audio clip for you because I didn't want to cue it up, to be honest with you. But if you have a chance, listen to the family, family, let's talk family enterprise. Let's talk family enterprise. It is a great podcast um, by, I think it's by the family office exchange. I'm not sure, um, but it is a great podcast. It talks about family enterprises. And the one I was doing today, listening to today, that I did want to play a clip for, so I'll play a clip for it later. If you go to the Addicted to Podcasting by Age of Radio, um, Age of Radio Facebook group and join, uh, just type in Addicted to Podcasting on your Facebook uh, group, Facebook search. And uh, I'll, I'm going to put a post in there later today about it because it was a really good episode. It was about purposefulness. And that's what I want to talk about today, purposefulness, because I've been dealing with this a lot lately, um, especially since there's so much going on. But the the gentleman who was on it, I can't remember his name. I think his name was Dave Phillips. He wrote a book about purposefulness because he's in the Guinness Book of World Records for skiing and in the Guinness Book of World Records for some other snow-related sport um, or winter-related sport, I guess I should say. And it's for like long distances and things like that, that he did. I think like he went from like Canada to New Mexico. That's the length that he did. Not specifically from Canada to New Mexico, but there was like a length that he skied that was the length of from Canada to Mexico. And he is in the Guinness Book of World Records for doing that in a certain amount of time, I think it is. And he came into this, he, after he got, you know, his businesses going, he ended up doing like consulting, which, you know, a lot of, a lot of people end up doing, um, especially after their years of, you know, being successful and gaining wisdom and things like that. And they, he, he talks about how all these CEOs would come to him and they would just have, they'd be accomplishing all this stuff and they didn't have any purpose behind it. It was just like the purpose was to accomplish the stuff. And so his book talks a lot about that. And, and that's one of the things because that's one of the things that I deal with is because I have my purposeness is purposefulness is based off of like accomplishing things and not the purpose of who I am as an individual and what I'm specifically doing. It's always like, okay, so when I was younger, I needed to make money. I wanted to go to school. So my goal was to all be happy or my purpose is to graduate school. Okay. Well, I did that. I got a bachelor's. Okay. Well now, you know, I should get a master's in business administration so I can run a company. So I did that. And then it's like, okay, now I need to accomplish something. Let me start some businesses. Let me get a job. And it's always about having these things after things after things. And we're always caught up in these things about, you know, it's all about the climb, not about the destination. So you're just always stuck climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing. And his book talks about that. And I didn't finish the podcast. Um, that was another reason why I didn't want to put it on here. Um, but it gave me a lot of, you know, thoughts about, about purposefulness and what that means. And to me, to me, I am not sure. 
And it's weird because we always have, nowadays in society, we have this thought process where we always have to be working. And if you're watching Netflix, you're not going to be successful. If you're playing video games, you're not going to be successful. And if you're not reading, you're not going to be successful. And if you're doing arts, you're not going to be successful. And if you go to school to be you know, a liberal arts teacher, you're not going to be successful. If you get, if you get a humanities, you're going to not be successful. What what is that successfulness? What why don't people just do the thing that they enjoy and want to do? Not everybody has to be a millionaire. Not everybody wants to be a billionaire. Not everybody needs to. Some people are enjoy being who they are, living their life based off of the values that they have. And I think that that's where this guy's book and the podcast was going and talking about it. And I think that that's very powerful because. All these financial gurus on TikTok and YouTube and social media and all this shit that we're constantly, constantly bombarded with, it's always about how we have to do something and how we always have to be working. You know, like Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. And I, and again, I like Gary Vaynerchuk, so do I don't want to. It's from his eyes, like, you got to put some hustling. You got to work like 95 hours a week. Gary V doesn't say that Grant Cardone does, but... Um, but does it really need to be that way? Our Elon Musk has been working, you know, works his two 80 hour jobs. And there are weeks where you're going to have to do that, but does it have to be all the time? And so I was thinking about this, and I think the re- what what I've been testing since probably the middle of December, you know, because I've had I am a very big ad- advocate for therapy. Um, when I was younger, the first thing that I wanted to be was a psychologist and then a psychiatrist and then a musician and who knows how all that happened. Um, and here I am talking into a microphone on a podcast. Um, and so, and I have finance degrees. Um, (laughs) so I've been going to therapy a lot because there's some things that I want to work out and I want to make sure that I'm better for my wife and I'm better for my mom and I'm better for my niece and I'm just overall better. And then my wife and I, we go and we have counseling together and we're big advocates for it because it's made us a stronger unit. Um, and, uh, we, um, are, are, you know, planning things better and doing things better and having closer relationships. And so all of that's really, really great. But my therapy session that I have personally with my counselor, that's one of the things that I brought up with her because I always feel like I'm constantly, constantly going. So I've been trying to refocus my life and my planning and I spend a lot of time planning. And so I was thinking about this because I saw TikTok. So I was thinking about this before, but, but, but more, I was, I've been thinking about this for a while because of the way that I've been feeling. So I've been feeling like there's so much going on, right? Because every week I do the 3T Fitness books. I look at the financial statements. Um, there's Hopefully we're going to do some more strategic sessions here. Age of Radio I work on a lot um, most of the time. And then I took on, you know, this Java programming and app development um, uh, certification so I can build the Age of Radio podcatcher to save money and to learn it and move us into the software development field and into a lot of other things with age of radio and that I enjoy. So I don't mind working all, working all this, but there's moments when, you know, I'm like missing, you know, playing with my dog, or I would like to spend more time with my wife, or I would like to spend more time playing video games, or I'd like to spend more time, you know, um, watching movies because I'm a big movie buff. Um, you know, I really enjoy cinema. I really enjoy reading, you know, uh, plays. And I, I like all of those, the artsy, you know, the artsy humanity stuff. Right. And so, 
you know, I brought this up to my um, therapist and she said, you know, you need to make sure you meditate. And as a Buddhist, I should be meditating more, but I, I've given that up because I don't meditate because I work all the time. And then, you know, I, you, when I was younger, I was really into yoga and, um, you know, it was a form of exercise. And so I've been doing more yoga. So I started kind of like doing yoga every day, as I talked about on one of the podcasts. And then I started, you know, reading my sutras more every day and in, in between spare time, just getting little pieces there. Then I tried to do these seven minute, you know, meditation by yoga, yoga with Adrian, who's a YouTube channel, rather than doing traditional um, Zazen meditation, which is the part, which is one of the forms of meditation that I enjoy doing, even though there's two other forms that you do when you do Tendai Buddhism. But the point of the story is, is that then I saw this TikTok, and this TikTok was this guy, right? He's a guy in an office, whatever. And he was like, you know, the, the, the TikTok comes on and it's like, questions him like, well, how do you, what, what are the things that you do if you don't want to be successful? You watch Netflix, you play video games, you, you know, go to parties, you go to movies, you hang out with, like, it's it, we have this weird, weird thing in society where we think that everybody just needs to work all the time. And Ezra Klein, he has a podcast. He's a he's a, um, a journalist. He owns Vox Media, I think, or runs Vox Media or some shit. And so he was talked about this before that you know we're we're in this society where we feel guilty if we do something that we enjoy. And so as a part of this thing that I was working with my therapist for, because it originally started where I needed, wanted to, you know, have more time with friends. And if you, if you've met me or you know me or you listen to the podcast before, I really, really enjoy video games. I'm sorry. I really, really enjoy games. So I really enjoy video games. I more so enjoy board games. I like being with people. I like playing Monopoly. I like playing backgammon. I like playing chess. I like playing Warhammer. I like playing Dungeons and Dragons. I like all games. And I'm a very big advocate for that games help you strategically think especially games like Go, Chess, Backgammon. Dungeons & Dragons has all other great implications as far as strategy, as far as working in groups, as far as teams, as far as learning how multipliers work, um, how to start. There's so much stuff that that you can take and work with Dungeons & Dragons that it's ridiculous. And a lot of successful people do play Dungeons & Dragons. And so, again, there's nothing wrong with that um, because Dungeons & Dragons is a fantastic game. Um, but so, you know, I started playing my Dungeons and Dragons more like scheduling time. And so as, as me and my wife talk about my obsession with scheduling stuff, it dawned on me that the reason why we don't think that people are successful when they do these things is because there's no middle path to it. There is no planning these things. And so the, the, from the experience that I've had, and this isn't a hundred percent the case, there are two types of people in this world. There are people like to really plan stuff because they want to get the most out of their life. Um, or they think that they have to plan stuff because that makes them successful, but they're in the same bucket. And then there's those people that don't like planning anything because they would like just the day to take them away. And so my wife falls in that second camp where she doesn't like having any type of rigidity in her free time um, because she wants to be able to just do whatever she wants. So it's really difficult to have meetings with her, to have family meetings and things like that. And, and then on, or board meetings, then on the flip side, on the flip side, I am overly scheduled. Like I wasn't this way when I started, but over time it just got worse and worse and worse and worse. But then it, the scheduling used to be, it used to be, okay, I'm going to schedule this time for my yoga workout or this time for my meditation. And that's how I would get in those other times. Or this is the time that I'm going to schedule to play video games. And so that is the reason why it's not that those things are bad. 
It's that when we let them take over for us. And I think that, that influencers and I think that media, mag, business, the media in like uh, financial gurus and these, these successful people, one of the things that I think that we need to do better job at, especially when we're educating people, is that there isn't anything wrong with any of that stuff. There is nothing wrong with chilling, watching Netflix, if you schedule specific time for it. So like prior to this, you know, one of the things that I had scheduled up to until I got super busy here at like middle of November was Saturdays after, um, oh, and then until I started taking the Java programming class, but usually Saturday evenings from like, say seven till early, early morning, I would just watch movies. Um, it, and I would usually just watch other movies that I like. Um, I like almost all, I mean, for the most part, I like all movies, but like, and I would just watch movies. And then, you know, I slowly added in, you know, doing the Dungeons and Dragons again and working, doing the Warhammer stuff and, and being able to build relationships with friends through that, those things. And, and, and it's, it's weird because we're always like, okay, well, well, what's weird is we're always like, okay, well, if you, you need exercise, you may need to make time for exercise. We also need to make time for the things that you enjoy that helps you revitalize yourself. Um, and things that those things also help you get better. Like meditation is really good for you. I personally think reading is really good for you, but you don't, it's okay to read like, fictional stuff. It's okay to read for fun. It's okay to play video games. It's okay to go and hang out with friends. And the key though is blocking out time to do it. So one of the keys to planning and timing and, and life is that you you seg you segment things. Now I am able to do that easier because I've been doing it for a long time and I have a um uh, a psychological kind of disorder that's that's difficult it's easier for me to compartmentalize stuff because i'm able to compartmentalize stuff in just about any area of my life um you know it's everything's black and white to me it's very difficult to see like middle gray and things like that or the the middle and the gray part right and so so it is easier for me i get that but but if you're like, okay, well, I want to make sure that I have time for my wife, you need to plan in that time. And there's some really great books that do this. First Things First by Stephen um, Covey, um, and uh, I think it's Stephen Covey, or Covey, or however you pronounce his name, Stephen Covey. It's, that's the author. I just can't pronounce his last name. And so, so Stephen Covey, First Things First, is a really good book about it. And they talk a little bit about the seven habits. But so, like, First Things First and Seven Habits is where I kind of learn more about this. So, like, at the beginning of your week, when you're planning it, you look at your roles and the things that you want to do in life. And that's probably the reason why it feels so compartmentalized, because you're doing it based off of the roles that you have in your life. So, for your wife, you know, you want to make sure that you have time for your therapy. You want to make sure that you have time to, that you're cooking her dinner, that you're setting time to take her on a date, um, that you're setting time just to chit chat with her, to spend time, right? You know, if you're a father, making sure that you're setting time with your children. And so what, what happens though, that people find a problem with this and why it kind of back, it kind of goes the opposite way is because then it just becomes over compartmentalized and overfilled where there's no time for you. But again, then the key there is though, to make sure that you're making time for yourself, to make sure that at this time you're going to go say, take a judo class, or at this time you're going to play your favorite video game. Like last night I set some time aside. It was pretty late. Cause then I, I, ended up doing some like evening yoga afterwards or like, like bedtime yoga. And I ended up afterwards kind of jumping on and re started reading my uh, Java book and started doing some programming for like two hours. So I didn't, didn't work out the way that I planned, but 
But like I set time to do some Call of Duty. Um, it, one of my favorite games in Call of Duty is Zombies. Um, it's by the, the the Treyarch group that publishing that publishes the Black Ops uh, sessions of Zombies. And over the weekend, I saw that there was like a, uh, a specific weapon for um, for the zombies. The reason why I like the zombie game is because you can kind of plan on how you're going to it's like an endless game of zombies coming and trying to kill you and you have to kill them and so it's fun because when i was younger and i used to play with my friend luke me and my friend luke and his two friends we would get together and we would strategize or me luke and my wife and you know one of his friends would strategize on how to go as far as we could in these levels so we would come up with plans and we would like write down how much doors cost to get through where what we would do after it gets to a certain level who should do what weapon and who should, you know, upgrade one of their weapons. And so, A, it has, like, sentimental value to me because my my best friend I don't get to see really hardly anymore. And then secondly, um, it's really fun strategically. So, like, I was like, okay, so this weapon got released by uh, Activision Blizzard, which is a great company. If you want to buy a gaming stock, I would recommend Activision Blizzard or EA um, or Rock, uh, Take-Two Interactive. And so, if you... So, when you're looking at this and you're... And so this weapon came out and I was like, okay, I'm going to set some, I'm going to block some time out. I looked at my schedule, see how I could rearrange it to block out time to sit to, so I could spend like two hours getting the weapon and then practice doing it in the zombies. And then once the time was over, you just stop and you move on to the next thing. That's also another hard part. And then later in the evening, I also set time to kind of put, start playing some cyberpunk because cyberpunk is a video game that I've been waiting for, for a long time. And, you know, it does take a lot of hours, but you play it and you can part, you, you block out time for it. And so like right now, I'm not going to lie. I want to be playing video games. Like that's what I want to be doing. Right. But the thing that makes me more successful is I'm okay saying I can do that later. It doesn't have to be done now. This is the more important thing and making sure that this podcast gets out. And then I have time to play, to spend some time with my wife after this, who I'm fortunate she likes playing video games as well. So that's how we spend some of our time, and that's how we bond. Um, And one of the things that we bonded for when we were younger, and now that we're older, we still bond at that, so we still make time for it. And so so I, I, I think that the key is, and this is what I wanted to talk about, the key is, is for planning And when you plan, you plan in the things that you enjoy and you plan in the things that you know that you should be doing. Like I enjoy podcasting, but playing video games is, is, you know, more exciting this because after I got, I got to edit it, you know, I'm not a huge, I like editing, but I edit for other clients that pay us. And so sometimes editing seems like a chore. Sometimes, you know, when I'm doing it myself, like I'd like to give this to over to somebody to edit and eventually I'll get to a place where I can and I don't have to do all the editing for my own show. And then those people can also do the editing for some of these other shows and so forth that pay us. Um, and so because we do do editing for shows, if you want to get into podcasting, you can again reach out to me. Um, this show I don't do 100% super great editing on mainly um, uh, mainly, well, I take that back. I do, I do, do spend some time editing on it, on it. Um, I'm more right now focused on just getting content out there. I don't like the mic that I have. I'm going to be getting a different mic, um, because my Neumann, uh, I didn't like, there is a different Neumann that I kind of want to try, but there's also another audio technica that I want to try. Um, that's not, uh, it's a dynamic, uh, facing mic rather than a side facing mic like this. And then also too, I want to get some padding up in this room. Um, or hopefully this is going to be another room, a different room, and then we're going to get into a studio or office. 
Either way, if you need editing, you can come and see us. We do amazing editing, either myself or Joey. Joey is by far loves audio. He's an audiophile when it comes to his own, with, with the editing piece of it. And he does an amazing job as well. Um, and so, so anyway, so I would edit this after tonight and then ask it out. So there's kind of work that goes into it. We're playing video games is it's not super, super work, right? Like it's all fun and you enjoy it. And the same thing goes for like, if you have religious practice, you set time to do your religious studies and, and things like that. And so I think that that's the key. I think the key isn't to not want to do these things. The key is to do them within moderation and then set time schedules. It's when those things become over and right. And the, the middle way and this, this, this middle path, that's the key to, you know, Mahayana Buddhism and the middle way and the middle path is that, is that you don't want it all to be coming obsessive about something, right? And so, if you are able to compartmentalize these things in your day and plan your day and plan your week and plan your month and plan your year, then you can do all the things that you want to enjoy and you don't need to feel feel guilty for doing them. And that's the key. And, and the other thing too with the planning, since we are in 2021, you know, this is the last thing that I want to touch on here. I really, really encourage you to make a vision board. You know, you can just get a piece of paper. I use a cork board. I cut out pictures. I put those pictures up, you know, like on my cork board. It's to be the treasurer of Arizona. Um, last year, we tripled our revenue from Age of Radio. I want to triple it again. There's a dollar amount that I want, but I'm not going to say the dollar amount on here. You know, um, 3T, you know, I want to walk away from my this job, the not this specific job, I want to walk away from my, my banking career job here within the next year, year and a half, right? Um, I want to um, hopefully, um, um, so that's up on my vision board always, right? Long-term goals. You know, I want to spend more time with my family. So family is really important to me this year. Cooking is a really big part to me this year. So I have all of these things on my vision board. I encourage you to find these images so that you can sit and you can meditate and you can visualize on these things. Because when you close your eyes and you visualize and you can see those things, you can manifest those into the world. There was a, an occultist, um, Lithius Levy, I think it was, is a Catholic mystic, I think. I, th I think that's how you pronounce I'm the worst person at pronouncing names. I really suck at pronouncing stuff. Um, so my apologies, but he's an occultist. And he said, if you could, the, the key to magic, right, is to be able to take all these props Put them on an altar, not illusion magic, but like mystic magic, right? Put them on an altar, you know, do some sigils and chant some words and and make all this, you know, you know, do some can light some candles and all this stuff, right? What those th things are doing, they're aiding your visualization process. Okay. And so when you create those things on the altar and you visualize them and you, they help you visualize it, and that's what makes it. So he his thought process was that if you can just visualize it, you can create it. It's kind of like that show The Secret. I know they remade The Secret on Amazon Prime. I think The Secret's a bunch of shit. I think, okay, I don't think the visualization part's a bunch of shit. I, I'm not a fan of that book. I'm not a fan of that movie. Um, I think it helps people, but I think sometimes it can give them a false sense of what 
what uh, visualization is and what the uh, importance of it is and what we should be doing with that visualization. But visualization is a really big key part to Buddhist esotericism. And if, if you know, I enjoy esotericism, I enjoy mysticism and things like that, and I'm being more open about that um, these days. But, but essentially, if you can sit there and you can visualize it and you can make it so real that you can almost touch it, it starts to, it starts to make it so that's your focal point. And so all of the actions and all the things that you're doing in your day are all leading to what that thing was that you were visualizing because it's what you're constantly thinking about and obsessing about. And then it just manifests into your world. And so one of those tools and resources that you can have is like a visual board. So going and getting a visual board and or board, a piece of paper, whatever, find a printer, grab some magazines, put out the stuff that you want. But the one thing that I do warn you against is it, you may get these things in a way that you wouldn't really expect them first off. And then secondly, you may think that you want a lot of these things. And then when you get them, you won't want them or you'll want other things. And so this again goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of this is that make sure that you're taking the time for the things that you want to be right? If I want to be kind to my family, I need to spend more time with my family. If I want to be a loving father, I need to spend more time being loving to my wife. If I want to be a good, you know, business partner, I need to make sure that I'm making sound financial decisions. I need to make sure that I'm involved with the business and so forth, right? And and that's how you can find a little bit more purpose rather than this thing where, okay, I need to make $100,000 a year. Okay, once I make $100,000 a year, then I need to make $7,000 a year and so forth and so forth and so forth. And so because once you always get there, you'll always want to be more. So the purposefulness is more about how you are as a person, And I feel that that's where we should be spending some of our time. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Age of Jeremy. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. If you can do me a favor, please rate this podcast if your podcatcher allows you to. Talk to you soon.